Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <laughs> Jackie McMullen joins us right now here on WEEI from ESPN, ESPN Boston. Jackie Mack, how are you? I'm never alone in my house. How do I make that happen? I know. Oh, you got to send them away to camp. Send never, everybody away. It Jack. just never happens. Camp. He's 18 years old. I got two dogs. Come on. It never happens. Uh, dogs yeah. end up being worse than the kids if you, if you have them long enough. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, Jackie, I wrote a column today for WEEI.com, and I'd like to get your take on it as well. This story that's kind of crept out there in the last 48 hours about a mid-season NBA tournament. And it's very right. nebulous what Adam Silver <laughs> meant by this, whether it's, as I've seen written before, an FA Cup soccer-style approach or maybe an international-style approach. I love the fact that he's thinking outside the box. I love the fact that he's not just being uh, static in running the league and thinking about new ideas. I just don't know how this is going to work. Well, it's such in such the early stages, and I agree with you. you There are some dog days, uh, as we know, in January and February in particular uh, with the NBA, and especially because you have so many bad teams in the league. Uh, I think the idea would be to spice this up a bit. The one thing that jumped out at me was one of the initial landing spots for this thing was Las Vegas. And that, to me, is nuts. I'm not even sure why they have the summer league there in Vegas. I mean, well, I do know why, but I wouldn't do that. <laughs> if pool I was parties. Me. Yeah, right. But this is, a, this is a league that's, I mean, I think it was less than six years ago that uh, Donna, you know, Tim Donaghy, the disgraced NBA official involved the, in a gambling situation, uh, was just let out of prison. So I, I would just stay away from Vegas, first of all. But the idea of, you know, the top eight teams, a, a one-game elimination over a weekend, I, I do think that's kind of interesting because we, we can see what kind of interest it generates in the NCAA tournament. An NBA format as a one-game elimination, that would catch my interest. So, Jackie, you, did, you had a, a great article on ESPNBoston.com uh, where you had you sat down and just really broke down Marcus Smart and you know went back to his childhood, his parents, his, right. his brothers. I mean, a great article. If, you, if anybody has a chance to go in and read it, did you come away with a, a better understanding uh, and appreciation of Marcus Smart? Well, I mean, you know, I knew some of the details of the story, um, but I didn't. I guess the, the thing that I took away from it was the tremendous amount of pressure that this young man had on him at the age of you know ten. When his brother, he had a brother who had cancer, Todd Westbrook, who was a very fine basketball player, and some feel every bit as good as Marcus Smart, um, had cancer at a very young age, um, you know, ended up dying from the cancer. And, uh, and he passes away, and his other brothers pull him out and start saying to him, uh, listen, you know, it's all on you now. It's all on you. And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? He's 10. He's 10 years old. So I have an appreciation for some of the pressures that, uh, these young athletes feel when their family is counting on them emotionally and financially as well. Now, Jackie, during that summer league, I know a lot of people um, just talk about Marcus Smart's like a Billy. I know the first game or two, the shots maybe weren't falling, but the defense right. was there. Is there anything to kind of take out that maybe you didn't know and just maybe saw him play him, even with some of the rookies? 
Well, you know, we've heard about his toughness, and I'd be lying if I told you I watched uh, Oklahoma State play all last year. I didn't. I only saw a few games here and there. Uh, but the, the defensive commitment was certainly there, and, uh, and I think that's what got Brad Stevens so excited the first day. Uh, and, you know, everyone keeps telling me, hey, Marcus Smart's going to be fine shooting-wise. It's, his mechanics are fine. He just needs, you know, to get some reps in. Well, he should start getting them in. <laughs> You know, because he's got to be able to shoot the ball a little better than that. And I'm sure he was pressing. I'm not going to make any grand pronouncements after a few summer league games. But uh, he needs to shoot the ball a little better than what I saw and than what you guys saw, obviously. Jackie McMullen with us from ESPN Boston here on WEEI. Tim Benzlou, Merloni, Christian Fourier. Watching the back and forth on Twitter between the Celtics blog and Jeff Goodman, Jackie, about the benefits of maybe trading Rajon Rondo. And you might have seen the story that came out where I think it was DeMarcus Cousins was lobbying right. for Rondo to come out to Sacramento. Uh, what's your stance on this as the summer has crept along, and has it changed at all from, say, when we first started talking about the prospect again of Rondo being traded? I know Danny was staunch against it again recently. What's your take now? Well, but Danny has to say that. He's not staunch against it at all. I mean, they've been trying to trade that uh, Rajon Rondo on and off for four or five years for the right deal, you know. And, uh, and the Sacramento thing is interesting because Sacramento has made no bones about it. They've, they've had interest in Rondo. You know, they wanted to pull off a deal with the Celtics, but the Celtics were asking for too much. And the other problem was that Rondo indicated to the Sacramento ownership, which is a new ownership and involves Shaquille O'Neal, by the way, uh, that he wasn't interested in going there, that he wouldn't re-sign with them for the long term. So if you're the Kings, why would you make that deal? You wouldn't, right? Uh, and I think that's where DeMarcus Cousins is coming in here. Um, they're, you know, I think they're trying to convince Rondo, hey, this could be a great place. There's also um, talks reignited about Josh Smith uh, going to the Sacramento Kings, and we all know that Josh and Rondo are, are buds and pals. and you know, So I think that's why you're reliving all that. However, when the Celtics were interested in making a deal, they were interested in Isaiah Thomas, who's moved on, and, and McLemore. So I just don't see how it works. I still don't see how it works. I, I think Rondo's going to go, but I just don't see where and how yet because he wants a max deal. He might have to back off of that. He wants to play for a big market team and a contending team, and the Celtics have to get something back. So I just don't see where that is. Jackie, I want to ask you about LeBron James. I think you and, and many others actually you know, thought he was going to stay in Miami, and I was just I curious yeah. how surprised you were that he went to Cleveland and, and – we were talking about before, like the PR, right? Like LeBron has accomplished so much. Now it's about maybe getting a little bit of love. How much do you think that sure. played into returning home as far as PR went? Well, sure. But, you know, he's a businessman first and foremost. And all you need to know about that is the fact that he's going to opt out after two years when the new tel- television revenues kick in so he can cash in on that. So first and foremost, he's, he's, a, he's a businessman. He, you know, someone the other day was comparing him to what Dirk Nowitzki did in Dallas. I mean, that to me is silly. Uh, what... With, I mean, Dirk loves Dallas. He did something altruistic to make it easier for his team to be to be a better team, and he's just a you know he's a Mavs lifer. Uh, LeBron, I think, coming home was certainly part of it. Uh, I, I believe him when he says he felt badly about how that ended. I believe the idea of wanting closure. But let's be real about this: if the Cleveland Cavaliers stunk and they didn't have Andrew Wiggins and they didn't have Kyrie Irving, no matter how much he loved Cleveland and wanted to go home, he wouldn't go there. He's a businessman, first and foremost. So um, I, I, don't, I won't criticize him one bit for making this move. He was a free agent, and that's his right. That's what happens when you're in free agency. And he handled it so beautifully, uh, obviously in direct contrast to the first time around. 
right, we're talking to Jackie McMullen, ESPN, ESPNBoston.com. Now, Jackie, speaking of uh, businessmen, Darrell Rivas. Now, we've been right. talking about him a little bit uh, before you got on. Just trying to figure out how the Patriots and what they could do to keep him long-term. Uh, obviously, it's a, it's a two-year deal, but really it's a one-year right. deal. Second year, it's one like year, yeah. $25 million. I mean, what do you think the odds are of him actually signing here long-term? Is that, and is that a discussion the Patriots start having as soon as the season starts? Well, unless they, uh, Christian, you know better than I do, unless they depart from what they normally do and what they normally pay, it's a long shot. I mean, yeah. you know, he, uh, he's going to want to be one of the highest-paid corners in the game. You know he's looking at all the numbers these other guys getting, Richard Sherman and everybody else. And he's going to say, hey, I deserve that. And, uh, and he probably does. But the Patriots... I mean, name name one guy. Name the last time they overpaid for someone. Adelius okay? Thomas. And name the last time they actually paid market value for somebody. I'm not even sure we can even name that, can we? Because certainly Brady's below market value, and their stars are most of their stars are below market value. So to me, it's it's always looked like a a one and done, unless. Unless they change their philosophy, maybe they're thinking of that. I don't know. I find that hard to believe. Yeah, but wouldn't if you're going to change your philosophy for anybody, wouldn't this kind of be the guy yeah, that you would one. kind of you know yeah. perk up your 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 intention and you know based on just what he brings, especially looking what Akib Talib Akib Talib did last year, sure. and I don't think Akib Talib is the same player as Darrell Rivas. No, I'll take Rivas all day, every day, and and you know it seems to me through if you look at the the, the Patriots through their history. They always sort of designate their one offensive player, and it's been Brady from you know all along as the guy they're gonna they're gonna take care of, they're gonna pay. And then you know for a while it was I remember Seymour, you know they capitulated on Seymour, but then of course shipped him out of town eventually. And then it was you know Vince Wilfork. But I think um, maybe Revis is the new defensive player that they'll that they'll make those moves for. But there's only usually only one, or at the most two. That's just the way they were. That's just the way they roll, you know. Last thing real quick, Jackie, uh, Lester to Philadelphia or Cole Hamels to Boston. There's a number what of ways. Yeah, we could no go through idea. this a number of different ways. Uh, Nick Cafardo had it in the Globe today. Yeah, it's I not necessarily that. a straight-up trade. That. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm, I, that's not how I interpret it. I, the way I'm interpreting it is they would make a preemptive move to get Cole Hamels under the assumption that they're either going to trade away Lester or they are going to lose him in free agency. I'm not buying it. What do you think? Yeah, I, I don't understand the, the point of that, really, um, because then you, end up, you could end up losing both of them, you know. Uh, I, I just, the Lester thing, clearly, I think they know what we all know, at least I think they do, that if, if you let him test free agency, he's gone, because mm-hmm. somebody's going to pay him a boatload of money, more than he ever dreamed of, and, and you're going to lose him. So, you know, maybe that's, I, I don't understand I don't understand the Lester negotiations, and maybe we don't have the full picture because we haven't heard from the Red Sox. We've only heard sourced information. It, it just it, 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 it boggles my mind a bit um, if, if they really did lowball him with that first offer. I understand not, not paying him five years for all that money because for all the reasons we've all stated, that at the end of those years, there's just no way you can get value for a 35-year-old pitcher. You just, you know. but, but John Lester is the guy you know. He's your stud. He's, he, his injury history is practically nil, except for, you know, the physical cancer part. I mean, in terms of taking care of himself, he's proven to be durable and to be responsible, uh, you know, with the ex- with small exception of that one year where the pitching staff was under scrutiny. He's done everything you've asked. He's been, a, you know, a model citizen. I, I just think if there's a way 
to keep him. Why haven't you done it? It just makes no sense to me. Jackie, thanks a bunch. Thanks, Jackie. Have a good week, and uh, we'll talk to you next Thursday, okay? Sounds like a plan. We'll talk about Rondo being traded next week. <laughs> and Lester. <laughs> All righty. That's Jackie McMullen from ESPN and ESPN Boston. Tim Benz, Lou Merloni, Christian Fourier, Middays. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.